0: Hey, I'm Alison Hare and welcome to Little Left of Center, the podcast that interviews culture changers that are reshaping our world and breaking new ground. Today is St. Patrick's Day, so I am hoping we will find some good fortune amidst this unprecedented time. I thought about some of the amazing conversations I've had recently and have recorded, and they will be up and coming, but nothing felt more important than to address the concerns around coronavirus this week and I have a cousin named Jenny Loggi, and she lives in Northern Italy in the hills of Torino. And since we're a few weeks behind the spread of coronavirus, or COVID-19, I was grateful she was willing to share her experience. She's home with a 13-year-old daughter and explains what life is like under lockdown. She also has a pretty amazing perspective and guidance on how to make the best out of such an unusual situation. And I've thought a lot about the coronavirus and our adjusted way of life, and we are self-quarantining, I don't know if that's a word, and our kids' school is out, so we are figuring out how to balance homeschooling and work at the same time. I'm definitely not giving 100% to either at this point. But I'm choosing to think about the macro situation that the entire world is also dealing with this. So please know as well, and I'm trying to do this for myself because I completely lost it on my kids today, probably about five times. But we're all figuring it out in business, at home. Give yourself some grace. I need to do the same for not only myself, but also for my kids who are trying to figure it out as well. I'm grateful for so much. I'm grateful this is not an airborne virus and we are still able to go outside. I'm grateful that all of us are healthy and feel good. And in any other situation, I couldn't imagine having the chance to be able to sit side by side with my kids and create more experiences than I could ever count otherwise. So I'm trying to embrace it. Also, if you've followed me on social media and have seen the meat bucket my husband got, I'm grateful we have food, but if you haven't seen it, please go to my socials. It's ridiculous. But I'm choosing all bright sides. I'd love to hear your silver linings too. Text me at 470 242 6311 and I'll be sharing your responses via social media. I figure we can keep this positive train going because I have a feeling this is going to last longer than we would hope. And so let's do this together. Let's continue to find the bright sides and the silver linings and the good people, the helpers that are out there. And let's keep sharing those, those stories. And I'm also choosing facts. And I encourage you all to consider limiting your news sources only to trusted ones. And I've seen a crazy amount of misinformation and questionable sources. In fact, I've seen quote unquote data with absolutely no referenceable source being rampantly passed around. So be really mindful of it. Please protect yourselves by getting your info only from the World Health Organization or CDC or truly trusted sources. And I'm also putting a free COVID-19 data map from Tableau that offers near real-time data in the show notes so please go to that if you are interested to see uh, what's going on around the world in almost real time and it's completely safe because it is from tableau um, and the sources are all listed there and one quick note before we get to jenny and her beautiful italian accent i still have not decided on a new name for this podcast so if you have any suggestions that are closer to what this is really about culture changers, and people looking to make their own mark. Please text me at 470-242-6311. And here is my chat with Jenny Loggi of Torino, Italy. We are here with Jenny Loggi. Jenny Loggi is in Torino, Italy, which is in the northern part of Italy. It's a remote town, right?
1: Yeah, it's right next to the border with France. We're on.
0: Oh, very good. Do you speak French? A little bit. Yes. Do you have to speak French?
1: No, no, no. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, being close
0: to France. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jenny and I have known each other forever because she is my cousin, and um, she grew up in Italy and has been obviously experiencing what we're all experiencing, but about three weeks ahead. Um, of us and, and with the coronavirus, I thought it was really important to talk to her and understand a little bit about what her experience is and what advice she might have for us that, you know, it seems that we are probably following the trajectory of what's going to happen with Italy. And we're in a position now where we have not as a nation gone under lockdown, where Italy is at that point, And I think we're all assuming that it is going to happen in the U.S., but I'd love to understand a little bit better about um, when you found out or when you realized this was a real threat to you and how long ago was that?
1: Um, We didn't realize it first because it was just happening in China, but um, at some point you just realize that the world is global and here comes the first case and then the second and then the third. And you start analyzing how the police and everyone's checking on what that person has been doing, where has he been, who's be, he's been in contact, and you see that everyone's being checked, um, at least in the area where that um, they call him number one was actually found, and then number two, and they kept on growing. And it started being a threat when they decided to close the schools. That was the first sign that things were really when was getting bad. That? that was on the 21st of February.
0: So um, today is March 16th. Yes. So almost a month now.
1: Almost a month and we had carnival coming up. So we had 3 days we were going to be home anyway. I I teach in a kindergarten so um, we had carnival um, holidays and they were saying we might have gone back after the, co- the holidays and they, we didn't. So they stopped schools and they kept postponing the, the idea of going back. And I really think now it's far from us going home, back to school for a while, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading something today and apparently they've given more money for homeschooling and to go on pla- different platforms. So that means that if the, the government is giving more money, which we already don't have, that means that they, the schools won't open for a long time now.
0: Yikes. So Italy has been struggling financially anyway from an economic perspective. And now, <clears throat> now to have this. So tell me, you know, was, are people panicked where you are or how are people coping with it?
1: Um, I don't think, I, I would say they're coping pretty well. A lot of of streets are empty. Everyone's home and people keep saying, stay home, stay home, which is the best thing to do. There are a lot of people wandering around and I don't know, maybe they think they're superheroes and that, you know, they can't be hit by (laughs) coronavirus, but it is just, um, you just don't know how this virus works. Nobody knows. There's a lot of legends, a lot of, things they say and the only thing we can do is to stay home and stay safe we're sure that it's gonna it's gonna pass but if people just keep on moving this whole thing will just keep on going and so Italy has behaving very well the government I unexpectedly I can say they closed everything they're trying to close everything and so they're really doing a lot and they are putting an economic investment inside. So our debt will grow, but they're really doing it for the best. And so this means it's quite serious as a subject.
0: Yeah, so you had said that the, the government had said to Italians, to the residents, that nobody will go without food. Is that right and how yeah. is that being handled?
1: That's being handled well well people go to the supermarkets and they stay online because they only allow a certain amount of people inside at the same time so you stand online sometimes they've been very crowded and very long long lines. I could see on the web I can see on the papers on the news. Um, it depends on the areas and the you know the locations. Um, next to my house, I went a few days ago, and I stayed online about half an hour, and it wasn't that bad. And everything's there. You find everything. There's no...
0: Even toilet paper.
1: <laughs> Even toilet paper. Well, that I got on the web, but <laughs> on Amazon. But um, I found a discount, so I got a, an awful lot of toilet nice. paper. <laughs>
0: yes. So uh, so tell me what's open.
1: Um, nothing except for supermarkets, pharmacies and if you need to go to the doctors you need to have an appointment but most of those have been canceled so um, you have you they only get take you in if you have a really bad there's a really big problem a serious problem
0: so it's like emergency response only
1: Mm -hmm. yes only that and we're not allowed to go to the hospitals or to the er um, you if you feel sick, if you feel you have some symptoms of the coronavirus, you have to call, and they will send um, the ambulance over. You'll be checked. And if they think that there could be a doubt, they will either take you to a hospital if your lungs have cra- are crashing. Or- wow.
0: So they send an ambulance to your place? So it's not like you're allowed to go out anywhere no, no. and get checked? No, no. You can't. Wow. I would imagine that that would crowd the system anyway. So, if you wake up today, Jenny, and you have a little bit of a fever and you're coughing and you're just feeling like it's hard to breathe, um, you need to call. And they, they
1: have to come and check. And if they, because some cases you might start having the coronavirus and they can get it on time. And so, you're actually, let's say, hospitalized in the house. Um, and no. they monitor you from the house, but in the worst cases, they take you to the hospital and you need to be intubed for oxygen. Most cases of people who are taken to the hospital, um, usually they start with having having high fever. Then they, you have a dry cough and then you just start having problems breathing and your lung, lungs just start collapsing. And that's usually in the third day. And... The wow. thing is older people cannot deal with it especially if they already have other pathologies or they have they're sick or taking medications younger people are taking it under they are underestimating this because once you have coronavirus it doesn't mean that you're going to be breathing the same way before after mm-hmm. um some people is have Is that
0: the same there is it you know because we we're in the like earlier stages of this mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of reports of Younger people thinking, well, I'm strong, you know, like I'm, I, they're packing the bars, they're packing the restaurants, they're out and about and they're, you know, where, where everyone else is like, no, you need, yes, you feel good, but you need to stay inside and not pass it around. So is it the same there? It was at first and luckily maybe something is changing now, probably Okay, okay, okay. So unfortunately, the connection was so bad that it stopped recording after about nine minutes. It actually stopped recording Jenny's part after nine minutes, but it kept mine. And we tried twice. So I'm going to summarize the rest real quick for you because she had some really great silver linings and words of guidance for us. And it was so fascinating to understand what it's like. In Italy, And I asked her about what it's like when she goes out and she said that she's required to carry a permit wherever she goes. So every time she leaves the house, she has to download a, a permit off the internet that tells her where she's going, where she's been and all the rest of it. So in case she gets stopped, she always has to have something there. She isn't permitted to go very far from her house either, just to the grocery store and back. So they're really limiting um, any kind of exposure and keeping everybody indoors as much as they can. And as I mentioned, she's got a 13-year-old daughter too. And so they spend their days working on homework virtually. She loves to draw and they play card games together. She called the card game Machiavelli which apparently is like gin rummy, but more complicated. So they get to play that too. And I asked her about the singing. So if you've been on social media, you've probably seen these beautiful choruses of people in Spain and people in Italy, of people playing music or singing to each other um, from their respective homes just by opening the windows and, and connecting with each other in that way. And she said they are starting singing flash mobs, and that people all over the country are making rainbow flags that say it's going to be okay. And I'll try my Italian here: "Andrà tutto bene," and hanging it outside of their places. So there is this kind of wave of hope with these flags that people are hand making with these rainbows. So she and her daughter have been making, having fun making making that as well together. And she said that the hospitals are completely overwhelmed and that doctors from China have been coming to help. And she said nurses and doctors don't really go home. And when they do, they have to sleep in separate rooms and eat by themselves to avoid further contagion. So, you know, she, she was really complimentary in thinking about the people on the front lines that are helping and out there and uh, trying to make this better and trying to get through it. Um, so she was really acknowledging those people that that were on the front lines. And I asked if Italy has hit their peak yet. She said no. She said that it's expected to hit in the, in the next two weeks and they will prepare for recovery. So, you know, thinking about America or the U.S., A few weeks behind that, I just wanted to kind of paint a picture of what to expect, you know, that obviously, and as it seems clearer and clearer, this is not going to be two-week blip and then everything's back to normal and the economy bounces back. There's going to be a lot of fallout from this. So, you know, we really want to understand and manage our expectations. So that's why I thought having her on and having her perspective was important for us to prepare as well. And when I asked her about the bright sides and silver linings, she said there were a ton and I was so warmed by this. So for one, she said that she's never really had a chance to slow down. She's a kindergarten teacher. She's a mom. She's a single mom. And as a nation, they're all slowing down and it's actually okay and uh, that she's far more present. She said she's really exploring all the things she would always postpone and making sure she takes advantage of this time to do it. And her advice is to stay home and do the things that you always put off. I love that and thank you, Jenny. So friends, be safe, be well, wash your damn hands and pass this episode along If you want more coronavirus topics, text me at 470-242-6311, or I can go back to the regular scheduled program. Some of you may be a little bit coronavirus out, um, and so I'm kind of trying to read that and figure out what does does my audience need to hear? What would help make people feel better? So text me at 470-242-6311. And Godspeed to you all. Be well. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next week.